Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs, host of Nurse Talk Radio, one of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Here's what we're talking about this week. National Nurses United is accelerating our health and safety division to deal with the escalating workplace violence and injuries that are occurring. It's occurring at a rate that is exponential, at a rate that is far beyond what other industries are experiencing. Who's gonna protect the nurses? Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with executive producer Patty Lockard, sitting in for Shane Mason. Thank you, Casey. That was a clip of Bonnie Castillo, RN and Director of Health and Safety for National Nurses United. We talked earlier about guidelines that were passed this year in California by CalOSHA that provide protections and protocols for nurses against workplace violence. The incidents of violence against nurses and healthcare workers in the workplace are higher than those in private industry, retail trade, construction, and manufacturing. Recently, National Nurses United launched the Nurses Health and Safety Campaign. This project is a network of nurses and allies committed to collectively advocating for nurse health and safety. The nurses vow to continue fighting to advance protections for nurses and patients through direct action and advocacy in the legislative and regulatory arenas. Some of the priorities for 2017 include federal nurse-to-patient staffing ratios, workplace violence prevention, safe patient handling, and protecting nurses nationwide from infectious disease. Here with us to talk about this project is Jane Thomason. Jane is the industrial hygienist for National Nurses United, where she serves as an expert on nurses' health and safety at work. From safe patient handling to workplace violence to hazardous chemicals, Jane assesses how working conditions contribute to nurses' injuries and illnesses and evaluates how to prevent those issues. Jane, welcome to Nurse Talk, and thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome, Jane. First, tell us what an industrial hygienist is and what attracted you to this profession. Industrial hygiene uh, is a profession that's devoted to maintaining safe workplaces. Um, Sometimes people call it occupational safety and health. Uh, Basically, no one should get injured or sick because of something they have to do for work. So it's industrial hygienist's job to assess uh, what parts of a workplace or parts of a job might cause an injury or illness and then to figure out how to prevent the injury or illness from happening. Fascinating. So let's talk about your role with National Nurses United. And first, what about current conditions in hospitals that concern you the most? The condition that concerns me the most is definitely staffing levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, as I'm sure you're familiar with, staffing is absolutely fundamental to nurses' health and safety and their patients' health and safety. Uh, staffing affects many other issues, uh, like patient handling and workplace violence. Infectious diseases are another big concern, uh, and there are even more concerns related to hazardous chemicals like surgical plumes, anti-neoplastics or anti-cancer drugs, IV radioactive treatments, irritating cleaning chemicals. The list is pretty long. So the nurse-patient ratios we've had here in California for about 15 years, are, are they trying to pull back on those? I mean, they always resist the staffing ratios. That is definitely something that we still fight at each facility to make sure that the hospitals are maintaining those ratios. They're so key and important because I know nurses who work outside of the state of California and Mm -hmm. they're shocked by because they've been in California through school and seen the ratios and know what's doable. And then they go to a state like North Dakota and they are seeing, you know, 12 and 15 patients assigned to them. Yeah, so NNU is actually pushing for federal safe staffing ratios because we know it's so important. 
And because we know that there are so many other states where there aren't those kinds of protections. So that's definitely um, something that we're working very, very hard on at NNU. Jane, let's talk about the high rate of asthma with healthcare workers and RNs. The highest rates of workplace um, exacerbated or caused asthma for adults in the U.S. Um, is highest in the healthcare and social support industry. Um, they found that 10.7% of adults in that industry in healthcare and social support uh, have asthma. And why? Um, we know that there are lots and lots of chemicals that are present in healthcare environments especially when you compare it and think about other workplaces. The healthcare environment has a lot of drugs that get aerosolized as they're administered to patients. Um, There's surgical smoke. There's some really heavy-duty cleaning chemicals that have to be used to clean patient rooms. Some hospital infrastructure is really old and might have asthmogens or particles that can trigger asthma present just in the the building. Um, On the other hand, NNU has heard about brand-new hospital construction that included latex-containing flooring. And for people with latex allergies, um, that working in that environment with that flooring can definitely induce asthma. It's fascinating that we do all of this and then we look after the fact um, when the data is there about how sick people get. It's kind of, we work kind of backwards. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that ends up often being the case for many different hazards. But I will tell you that as an industrial hygienist, it is my job to think of those things and to really look at the workplace before people who have to get sick from, from that kind of stuff. And employers in the U.S. have a legal obligation to make sure that people don't get sick because of their work. Um, that's why OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, exists, and that's why there are regulations to enforce that requirement. Because that's not supposed to be the case. People shouldn't have to get sick just because of doing their job. That's right. And, you know, we've, we know that National Nurses United has always been active in these issues. And now let's talk about the health and safety project specifically. NNU has a new nurse health and safety campaign um, that's going to be a really great way, that is a really great way for all nurses, not just um, members of the union, all nurses in the U.S. and other healthcare workers, to really get involved in understanding these issues and finding solutions and taking action. We know, NNU knows um, from experience, that change only happens when we come together. And so this new campaign is a way for all nurses in the U.S. to really come together, dig in, get real change so that they don't get sick, so that nurses don't get sick or injured um, because of their work. So when you find an issue in the hospital, what's the next step? So you identify something that's problematic, and then do you go work with the different hospital chains in in finding some solutions or protections? The first step would be that we would inform our members and support them in the fight to get their employer to remedy the issue. (laughs) Uh, And I say fight because, unfortunately, we find that hospitals really don't want to move on nurses' health and safety. For whatever reasons, um, they really, it's, often a fight to get any kind of movement. Sometimes employers will work with particular bargaining units to remedy issues, but most often um, it involves a variety of strategies on the part of the members and of the nurses to really come together. Collective action is definitely number one most effective. Um, Things like petitions, marches on the bus, um, repeated and consistent documentation of issues, even strikes, and NNU Um, then kind of brings in the legislative and regulatory pieces that can be really important in nurses getting their employers to follow the law, especially that that OSHA requirement to have a safe and healthy workplace. 
um, the having really strong regulations can be a really important tool in that fight. So that's really a facility-based campaign to get protections is um, our, our next step. That seems quite reasonable. Uh, let's talk again about something that that surprised us, and we've spoken with Stephanie Roberson about toxic plumes and the bill that was in legi- in the legislation last year, or in legislation last year. Toxic blooms, let's just talk about what they are and what uh, what's being done. Sure. So surgical plumes or surgical smoke, people call it both things, toxic plumes. Um, uh, surgical smoke is generated um, with the use of an electrosurgery or a laser surgery device. Um, and that device, device basically incinerates and aerosolizes the tissue, the patient's tissue, um, and that creates a smoke that includes a very, very long list of chemicals, many of which cause cancer. Um, and so you can you can kind of picture the situation where there's a patient with a lesion or something um, that where the uh, clinician has the device and they're burning the tissue, and it creates the smoke that goes up and it reaches the healthcare worker's respiratory tract. So they breathe it in. It causes um, irritation. It can cause chronic pulmonary conditions like asthma. Um, it can also contain contagious viral particles, um, depending on what's being cauterized. Um, there are even there are actually cases of healthcare workers who develop lesions in their respiratory tracts after cauterizing um, human papillomavirus HPV sores on patients. So mm. really, really nasty stuff. Mm. Who would be finding these things out if you weren't looking? The answer would probably be no one, uh, mainly <laughs> yeah. because as as the employer, <laughs> yeah, it's not their job. They're not going to look to see what's happening or how it's affecting people. It's You know, employers should be looking for this stuff. We know they don't. Um, sometimes there are researchers out there who happen to ask a question, but there aren't very many people, like you said, who are really asking that question, are nurses safe? Why aren't they safe? what's causing injury, what's causing illness, who are really putting the pieces together like NNU is putting the pieces together. That's so very true. So, Jane, what other issues will you and NNU be working on in 2017 and beyond? Well, we're, we're definitely working on federal safe staffing ratios. Um, we're working on workplace violence protections, on safe patient handling, um, definitely infectious diseases, um, and chemical hazards like surgical plumes and, and other hazards. I know... That sounds like a really, really long list, uh, but we have lots of really awesome nurses who are getting involved in the nurse health and safety campaign. So I know that we're going to do some hard work, but we're going to be really successful. That is so great. And how can people find out more about National Nurses United and the specifically Health and Safety Project? So if you want to learn about the Health and Safety Project, you can go to nursehealthandsafety.org. We've been talking with Jane Thomason, industrial hygienist for the Health and Safety Project of National Nurses United. For more information about this topic or about National Nurses United, visit nnu.org.